It's the most wonderful time of the year. I can tell some of you are already tired. We ain't even got started yet. Y'all better get ready. This month's a whirlwind, right? So remember everything now. We've got the ladies thing coming up next Monday. Not tomorrow, but next Monday. The parade's this Saturday. Uh, then we've got the Christmas program for the children on this Sunday. And then uh, following after that, we've got... Uh, Christmas caroling, you don't want to miss. That's a great night. We go out try to be an encouragement to all of our widows and widowers. And uh, yesterday, as I was driving back from the funeral, I thought, and I want you all to think about this a minute, because this is, this is what motivates you, gets you to come out. I don't know what the weather's supposed to be like on the 13th, but this will help motivate you to get out. It might be the very last. And I'm not trying to be morbid here tonight, but none of us ever dreamed when we went to Miss Linda Eller's house last year to be the last time we ever did it. She went home to be with the Lord. Had the funeral yesterday. So look, if we're going to do what the Bible tells us to do, goodwill toward men, we better get busy doing it. Amen. We really should. And so I want to encourage you to get you to come out on 13th. If you want to see a widow or a widower put a smile on her face, come out, show up, and let them know somebody's thinking about them and we appreciate and love them. I mentioned that today in my message. You know, we have to give a little bit of room for humanity. And what I mean by that is I know there's people in this room tonight, Christmas time is a little bit of struggle for you because someone you love is no longer with you. And we have to understand that. But at the same time, I'm thankful the Lord gives peace. And he uses other people to encourage us. And so I want our church to be that kind of people. And so one of the ways to be able to do that is to go out during this time and spread a little bit of cheer to someone that might be struggling just a little bit. And so I want to encourage you to be a part of that. Because I'll say this, if it's you, you would wish somebody would show up for you. And so let's do our best at it. Amen. Luke chapter 2, the gospel according to Luke chapter 2. And we're going to look at this. It's the most wonderful time of the year with the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you to be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the hap happiest season of all with those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's the hap happiest season of all. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow unless you live in the south. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing. Y'all watch that mistletoeing? And hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Now, we all know that song. And by the way, there ain't nothing wrong with that song. But at the same time, that's the way the world looks at it. That's the way our culture looks at it. They think of Christmas as the most wonderful time of the year. We get off of work. We get to, to give gifts. We have the parties. And all of those things are great. We think of family. That's wonderful. We have great food. We have fellowship. All of that does make Christmas time the most wonderful part of the year. But it's more than that. And from the spiritual aspect, we know Luke chapter 2 is why it's the most wonderful time of the year. Because a Savior has come. All of us were broke, and Jesus Christ came to fix us. Amen. And I'm glad He's the fixer. And I want you to notice in Luke chapter 2, let's begin reading with verse number 6. The Bible says, and so it was, that while they were there, the days were accomplished that the... That 
she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Heavenly Father, I ask you to help us tonight. Speak to our hearts. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Before I start, I want to say to all of you that have texted me or said something to me today, I want you to know I appreciate the encouragement. I got a card today that means the world to me. And the person that gave it to me, representing her and her family, I just want her to know that I appreciate it. That card is very timely and been very helpful. And I just want all of you to know it's been a great encouragement to me. I'm glad to be back in my pulpit. In Luke chapter 2, we find why it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year simply because of this. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ. I'm so thankful we have a Savior. Aren't you glad tonight? We have a Savior, and it's the most wonderful time of the year. And we've just went right through the text. We, we know the angels have told us why it's the most wonderful time of the year. We see in verse 10, he tells us, the angels tell us that there are good tidings. This is the most wonderful time of the year because we're emphasizing good news. And we talked about that this morning. We're used to hearing bad news. But we are able during this time, and should be as a Christian every day, we have the opportunity to tell people the good news. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a Savior which has come. So we see we emphasize the good news. It's the most wonderful time of the year because we want to emphasize joy in verse 10. The Bible says, for behold, I bring you good tidings of what? Great joy. We have joy. Happiness, sadness will come and go. Joy will stay. It remains. Joy doesn't change because the one who gives us joy never changes, the Lord Jesus. And during Christmas time, we have good news and we can emphasize joy. You know, not everybody has joy. But once you have it, you certainly know the difference. We emphasize good news, we emphasize joy. And then I closed on this this morning. It's the most wonderful time of the year because we emphasize giving. Giving, why? Because the Bible tells us in verse 10, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. A Savior was given. He's the greatest giver. He's the greatest lover. He gave himself so we can emphasize giving. By the way, we do emphasize giving during the Christmas time. We love giving gifts, don't we? I I know most of women, most women, I would think, most women, they would much rather give than receive. Their faces light up when they see their children open packages. They, they, they light up knowing that they're shopping to give to somebody else. They would rather give to somebody else than receive. Why? Who taught us that? The Lord did. He's the greatest giver. So he gave. 
We ought to emphasize the greatest giving. We ought to emphasize the greatest gift. We ought to emphasize the greatest giver. That's the Lord Jesus this Christmas season. By the way, during the parade, we're going to be introducing, hopefully introducing people to the Savior, to the greatest giver. We're giving them candy. But what they don't understand is we'll give them a piece of literature that if they'll read it, they can know the greatest giver. There was a gentleman that visited our church the other day. I meant to share this with the church. There was a gentleman that visited our church the other day. He's from up on top of uh, Mont Eagle Mountain. And he just came in the other day. He came to two services. And I talked with him in the back. And I got to talk to him a little bit. And uh, I I was just talking to him. I said, are you a Christian? He said, oh, yes. He said, I've been saved. He said, Pastor, I'm going to tell you how I got saved. He said, I got saved at a restaurant reading a gospel tract. He said, nobody had to tell me anything. He said, I read the tract and he said, I trusted Christ as my Savior at the restaurant. So the next time you look at a tract and think that's just a piece of paper, well, talk to this man on top of Mont Eagle Mountain. If he comes back, I'll introduce you to him. He was very quick to share his testimony and I appreciate it. But we're going to give out literature that will show people the truth and how to be saved. So we ought to emphasize giving. And then quickly tonight, the last three that I want to just deal with tonight. They're right here in our text. Look at verse 14. Glory to God. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. Notice this. And on earth what? Peace. You know what we need to be emphasizing during this season? You know why it's the most wonderful time of the year? We can emphasize and talk about peace. Y'all got it? Boy, they ain't nothing like it, is it? Being able to lay your head on the pillow at night, and I mean have peace and be able to go to sleep. There's people that I know that they're not even finishing a sentence before they're out. It don't take them five seconds. You can be talking to them. You can be sharing something with them. And I mean in just seconds, they're out, boy. Do y'all know anybody like that? I is one like that. I know other people like that. I mean, sleep is simple to them. It's easy to them. I mean, they, and I'm going to tell you right now, I believe one reason why we can have sweet sleep is because we have peace. Peace. And by the way, this is the greatest time of year to talk about it. You know what everybody wants? They want peace. Do you know that even during Christmas time in the great wars, many of the battles will stop and cease because of the spirit of Christmas? World War I, there was a night on Christmas Eve where people stopped fighting. They started singing Christmas carols. In the city of Fredericksburg, during the Battle of Fredericksburg in the Civil War, there were men on the south and men on the north. They stopped shooting. They had a truce that night because of Christmas. And they sung Christmas carols. At that moment, they all had peace. I've read of other stories in World War II where the battlefields were so spread across Europe and Japan. I couldn't just tell you one. There were hundreds of little small battlefields and soldiers that were facing one another. And they were bitter enemies. But because of Christmas, they decided to have peace. And even with Germany, there were Germans singing Silent Night in their language. And Americans singing Silent Night in English. And what caused that peace? It was Jesus Christ and the spirit of Christmas. Peace. It's the greatest time of the year. Why? Because God tells us, He announced it to us by His angels that there on earth there was going to be peace. The Lord Jesus Christ brings peace. You have it? 
No Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, K-N-O-W, have peace. There's no doubt about it. And the angels told us this night what Christmas was going to be about. He, the, the angels tell us in a heavenly choir why this is the most wonderful time of the year. Because we're going to emphasize peace. You have peace in your heart? Well, there's nothing knowing having peace. Can I just say this? And I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm just trying to be encouraging. And I'm just trying to be completely transparent. You know, people are human. You know what? People hurt. I think for years we thought just because somebody's hurt, they're unspiritual. It has nothing to do with it. And I'm thinking of all of our widows and widowers. And I can imagine, I can't imagine, I, I don't know how you feel, but I sympathize with you or for you. I can't sympathize with you, but I want to encourage you tonight. The Lord Jesus still gives peace. You're still not alone. He's right there with you. He gives peace. Can I say not only that angels tell us why it's the most wonderful time of the year because of peace, but keep reading there in verse 14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. And then notice this next phrase, goodwill towards men. Now that's an interesting statement. In other words, Jesus Christ came because he had goodwill towards men. Now, we're to be Christians. If we're, a, if we're a Christian, we know Christ, then we should be Christ-like. Would you agree? Amen. Do you know what sets Christians apart from other people or should set people, set Christians apart from other people? Is we ought to be displaying goodwill toward men. I'll never forget, Brother Market preached a powerful message several years ago just on being good, just doing good, the good will of God. I've never forgotten that. Just doing good for people. Just doing good for people. I mean, it would help all of us to just have a revival as Christians just doing good for people, just because we want to. Not because we expect anything back, but goodwill towards men. We ought to emphasize this, by the way. You say, Pastor, how can we do that? Well, we did it tonight. We took them an offering for somebody. We're just trying to have goodwill towards somebody. Throughout this year, throughout this month, you might think of someone that might not have a very, you know, they might not be able to afford a very good Christmas. Or maybe some of you know a little child at school or maybe one of these children on the bus. I don't know what it is and God touches your heart to do something good towards somebody. Then I want to just say this to you. Do it. Do it. Just do it. You don't have to get anybody's permission. You don't have to ask anybody if you can or can't. Just do it. Obey God. Do it. If you feel like somebody needs a Christmas card, then give them a Christmas card. By the way, those Christmas cards are a great encouragement to people. A little note, maybe a phone call. Hey, we can text now. Send a quick text to somebody and say, hey, I want to just give goodwill towards somebody. Why? Because that's why the Lord came. He had goodwill toward men. Think of this. Now, I could probably go across this auditorium tonight and ask, what is your favorite Christmas movie? I can't do it because it would be a little probably scary what everybody would answer. Especially some of these children, maybe. You know, as a kid, man, I, I'm gonna be honest. I love that old. I love that old. 
I love that old show that come on television every year. Man, it didn't seem like Christmas. I remember back in the 80s, man, it was that old, old Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer one where Burl Ives done all the narrating on it. Y'all done all that narration on it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. How many of y'all like that old Burl Ives? Yes. Y'all just told me how old you was. Some of these young people looking at me, who in the world's Burl Ives? Well, look him up. Yeah, 1964. I knew Robert would knew that. But I want y'all to know something right now. There was goodwill in that movie. My favorite, all-time favorite, and I'm going to be honest, I don't even know if you can be saved if you've not watched this movie. And Brother Edgy just sang tonight, and I'm questioning his salvation tonight. He just told me right up here on the platform that he ain't ever watched that movie, and he'd have to pray about it. And I said, you don't pray about that. If you ain't watched It's a Wonderful Life, something's wrong with you. And I can tell Jeremy ain't watched it either. I expect both of these men to be up on this altar this this evening and getting repentance. But It's a Wonderful Life. You know why it's such a good movie for all of you that have seen it? How many of y'all watched that movie? Would y'all raise your hand? Can I just get some honesty here? How many of you have never watched that movie? Would you raise your hand? Oh, my soul. Yes, I'm going to pray for every one of y'all. They ain't nothing like George Bailey and Clarence. But you know why that's such a popular movie? And for all of y'all that ain't watch it, if you watch it, I promise you'll like it. You know why? Because there's goodwill towards men in that. George Bailey spent his whole life doing something for somebody else. And you know what? He thought his life was a waste. And so you know the story. And if you've not watched the movie, I'm going to give it away. Because I can tell some of you ain't going to watch it anyhow. (laughs) The Clarence comes down to an answer to the prayer. And he shows George Bailey what life would be like without him. Even a little old man like George Bailey. And his whole town was changed and different. And it wasn't as bright because of his life. And by the way, it's the same with you. You might think, why am I here? Why is God allowing me to be here? Well, this world would be a lot darker without you here. God God has a purpose for you being here. And you're spreading light and you have an opportunity during the most wonderful time of the year to do goodwill towards people. You might have touched somebody that nobody else can touch. Let God use you. It's the most wonderful time of the year because we emphasize peace. We emphasize giving. We emphasize what? Good news. We emphasize joy. But let me just close with this. It's right here in the text. Why is it the most wonderful? The angels tell us. We've looked at it. We see that it's because of good news. We see it because it's of joy. We we see that it's because of giving. We see that it's the most wonderful time of the year because of peace in verse 14. We know that it's goodwill towards men. That's why Jesus came. Let's go back up to verse 10. And this one hit me good. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. I want y'all to read this next phrase with me. Which shall be to some people. Love it. Ain't nobody got left out. 
And I said, ain't. Y'all know why this is so precious to me? It don't matter what color you are. Doesn't matter what sex you are. Doesn't matter what nationality you are. It doesn't matter whether you're middle age, young, older, middle income, low income, wealthy. Listen to me right now. There is no exclusions. That's the kind of God we have. Jesus Christ came for all people. And by the way, he wants all people saved. There's not one person on this earth, on this planet, that you can tell that that Jesus Christ loves them. And I want to tell you right, you would not be telling the lie if you told anybody that. All people. Brother Edgy and I, I think it would be great. He's going to teach a series of lessons with the teenagers. Well, all of our life, our, our life, our living, our decisions, our everything comes from Christ. The way we look and view people should be affected because of Christ. I'm not being ugly here tonight, but I'm just going to say we hear a lot about racism tonight. But I'm going to tell you something right now. There should not be one ounce of that found in a Christian. Amen. Not one. You know why? Because the Bible says right here, he came for all people. He loves all people. There is no difference between a man or a woman or anywhere in the world, no matter where they live, no matter the color of the pigmentation of their skin. The Lord Jesus Christ loves them and He died for them and He loves them as much as He loves you. By the way, I believe this. There is only one race. It is human race. We've got a lot of people out here trying to Time to absolutely destroy our nation. I'm going to tell you what they need. They need a good dose of Jesus. Because if they get Jesus, they're not going to see color. They're not going to see ethnicity. They're going to see a soul that Jesus Christ died for. And I want y'all to know tonight, on our buses, I thank God for the diversity that we have on our buses. And I love how our church loves every one of those children. I praise God when I turn around here and look in the choir. I praise God that I see little Helen that's grown up in this church and rode in on our buses and everyone here loves her and she just happens to be a Latina. But I'm going to tell you more than that. She is a precious soul. And everybody in this church loves her and she loves everybody. And what a little lady that she's grown up to be. And I'm going to just say this. She loves this church. And y'all know during our fall festival her whole family was there. I thank God for our church. I want to just say this to all of our bus workers. Some of you were a little late getting out this morning, getting home. I want y'all to know I appreciate every one of you. And by the way, that's a ministry that we can always use help in. I'm just going to tell y'all right now, I'm glad I'm a part of Tiftonia Baptist Church. I wouldn't be a part of a church that didn't know the love of God and would not realize that this is the most wonderful time of the year because I want to tell you right now, Christmas is for everybody. Here's what's beautiful. We're broken. When Adam and Eve sinned, we all got broke. 
Sin passed upon every man. You know why? Every man and woman. Because we're all born of man and woman. So that sin has passed upon us. But I'm thankful for this. Although we were broke, God loves us so much, He came to fix us. Now, I made a statement this morning. Don't let it go by too fast. And I'm not going to let it go by too fast because I'm going to say it again. When you care about something and it's broke, you're going to fix it. If you care about something and you know it's broke and you know it ain't right and you know there needs to be work there, you don't have to sit around and talk about how much you love or how much you want that to be fixed. If you're not doing anything to fix it, don't talk to me about how much you care about that. But I'm going to tell you right now, when something's broke and you know, you know when someone loves it because I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to put all the effort in the world to fix it. Right? We were broke. Sin brought us to a place of brokenness and shame. And there's not one human being that can pay for the sin debt. There's not one person that can fix ourselves. And here's what's beautiful about it. The God of heaven, the very one we've sinned against, he came to fix us. And the Lord Jesus Christ hung on a cross between heaven and hell and He gave His life a ransom for many. His beard was plucked out of His face. He was given vinegar to drink. He was mocked. He was made fun of. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Bible said that He sweat His great drops of blood. His human body was under such stress and pain and agony. He was wrongfully tried, wrongfully accused, wrongfully put to death. Praise God on that third day. Mm -hmm. On that third day. Can you imagine how scared hell got? How scared the old devil got? He thought he had his hold on the Savior. But I want you to know something. He come up out of that tomb. And by the way, if you think he rolled that, that stone away to get out, he didn't mean to roll that stone to get out. He rolled it away so everybody knew he wasn't there. And he come up out of that tomb. And I'm going to tell you all what he did. He gave us the opportunity to get fixed. And I don't know about you, but the greatest decision I ever made is when I got convicted of my sin and I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. Amen. And you know what he did? He put me in the family of God and I'm thankful to be there. Amen. <laughs> you ask me, Pastor Mark, why do you think it's the most wonderful time of the year? I just told you. I've spent two and a half hours doing it too. Well, not quite two and a half. It was about an hour this morning. and ain't quite an hour yet. It's almost two hours telling. Y'all want more? Oh, my goodness. Y'all glad and thankful for your Savior? I am too. I'm going to tell you something else I'm thankful. I've already said it. But I love Tiftoni Baptist Church. Y'all are a precious group of people. You really are. And I appreciate you. We ought to tell everybody before we leave here tonight how much you appreciate your church family. Amen. But church, we have a great opportunity this month to spread the good news, be givers, tell people about the joy, tell people about peace, and don't miss nobody. Because it's for all people. That means if they work in a gas station, you ought to spread it. If they work at Walmart, you ought to spread it. 
Whoever you come in contact with, you ought to be like this band of angels that night. And you ought to just say, hey, glory to God in the house and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Go up to somebody. And by the way, I know many of you, you work at certain places. Here's what they're telling you to say now. And I get it. You got to be politically correct. But I say, ah. Yeah. Our world, our planet was just fine being politically incorrect for a long time. Can I help y'all? Don't say happy holidays. Say Merry Christmas. You know why they don't like that. Y'all know why they don't like that. Y'all know why they don't like that. Y'all know why they don't like that. It's just a little word. Yeah, y'all know why they don't like that. Y'all know why they don't like that. They don't like that because it's Christ. They'd rather it be holidays. Why? Because it's more fun. Ho, 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 ho. Hey, it's Christmas because of Jesus Christ. Say Merry Christmas. Now, I know your work, now listen, you, your work might tell you, don't say that. Well, that's between you and them. I'm not telling you to get fired. <laughs> and you got to be careful there, so don't say and then go blame it on me. Pastor, I lost my job. I was just listening to you preach. Well, that's awful funny. You ain't listening to nothing else. <laughs> Come on now. Right? That's what I want to say to some of you. I just, that's awful funny. That's the only thing you've listened to. Merry Christmas. Isn't that good? Merry Christmas. Y'all think that's politically incorrect? I don't either. So let's just go ahead and say it here. And by the way, at the parade, say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Anyway. I got to share something with you. Y'all know we have a friend here in the valley. I have a friend. Y'all know who I'm talking about? And he and I have had some really good conversations on the telephone, and we've exchanged things. And he just loves putting things out in the valley about me. I don't, I don't know why, but he just... But look, Brother Larry helped me with that one day. He, he, he's talking bad about our church, but here's what he does. He puts the gospel in his literature because he's telling people what we preach here. And so Brother Larry said to me one day, he said, Pastor, don't get upset with that. He just gave your gospel out to everybody that reads it. I've never seen it. Well, I hate when people's more wise than me. <laughs> but I'm just going to be a little, just, just a little human with you. There's another reason why I like the parade. Because <laughs> I get to see my friend every year at the parade, and I watch him with two or three of those bags in his hand. <laughs> and I know what he's got in his hand. He thinks it's just a bag of candy, but I'm sure he knows by now. So last year, y'all forgive you, Pastor, I was on the float. We was driving by, and I said, Merry Christmas. And he looked at me with two of them bags in his hand. Merry Christmas. And I just got a little chuckle. He's going to get to read two more tracts of ours. Anyway, I'm human too, church. But it's all goodwill toward men. Amen. At least it brings peace to even me and him during the Christmas season that we can say Merry Christmas to one another. Y'all know who I'm talking about. We believe differently. Quite differently. And I want to just say this as I make this statement. 
Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. There is no water on this earth that can wash sin away. Because if water could wash sin away, then Jesus Christ had no reason to come here. I'm thankful Jesus saves. Amen. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Let's dismiss. Now listen, if you are at the parade, I ain't going to tell you who he is. But we're going to be nice and kind. Just let me have that little personal joy in my heart to see him wave back at me and say Merry Christmas with our track in his hand. That brings me great peace. Amen. Brings me great joy. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. Lord, we're thankful that this is the most wonderful time of the year. But Lord, to be honest, because we're Christians, every day is the most wonderful time of the year. But Lord, during this time, we can emphasize these things even more than normal. Lord, that's what we've tried to bring across, that we can emphasize it more than usual. It seems that this month, people are more receptive. So I pray that you will use that in the hearts of people, that we might reach somebody for you. Lord, I thank you for our church, the spirit of it. I thank you for each individual here, and I pray you'll bless them, give them safety as they go home, and we'll thank you for what you do. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great night. Amen.